time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. Four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Hey, welcome to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Can you believe it is November already? November, we're in the 11th month of the year and that's exciting for many different reasons. Thanksgiving's coming up around the corner, and of course, Christmas will be here before you know it. But you know, one of the reasons that I'm so excited is because November the 7th is the release of my 31st book entitled The Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy. Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy 10 Keys for Unlocking What Scripture Really Says. And I want to get into a little bit of the content of this book to give you a teaser about what, what this book has in store for you because I'm so excited about the potential that this book has in the body of Christ to simply wake up the bride to help her understand what Scripture says and to develop some very important biblical life skills to carry us through these end times. Because, guys, we are living in perilous times right now and the church must open her eyes and the church must be able to walk through these times. Hey, before I get into that, I want to say a few words about this book, about about uh, the importance of this book in my life, and uh, maybe some things that you might not know about authors and writers and that type of thing. You know, a lot of the authors that you see in the bookstore, that you see advertised on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you know, social media platform you, you uh, frequent, a lot of those people... Um, have huge, huge marketing campaigns behind them. And I certainly have a fantastic publisher in Harvest House Publishers of Publishing House for this book. And they have done a great job in helping me promote a lot of previous prophecy books that I've written with them. But, you know, a lot of these pastors have uh, huge followings. They have mega churches and that type of thing. And, but here's the deal. In order for a, a book that really has solid biblical content in it, to be successful, it's not really eventually or ultimately up to the author. It's up to those who follow the author. It's up to those who who consider his or her work to be of great value to them and their Christian life. And I want to say a very, very special thank you to all of you who have approached me either in person when I'm speaking or whether it's uh, an email or or you send me a note on social media or whatever, and just to tell me what my books have meant to you, that means a great deal. And I'll tell you why. Because in high school, uh, and until I became a Christian late in high school, I had never read anything deeper than a comic book for the most part. And so my, my exposure to literature was, uh, was, very, was very limited. And I didn't read anything, basically. Uh, and so when I became a Christian, I developed a huge appetite for truth and for reading and for knowing things in the Bible. And the first year I was a Christian at age 16, I read over 50 different Christian books. I, I could not get enough of this new universe that I had um, stumbled upon or actually had found me. God had found me. And, uh, and it caused me to just, the more I, I, I ate, the more I wanted to eat type of thing. And obviously my, my hunger for the word 
grew and grew and grew. And I think that's one of the things that a good Christian book does for you is that it makes you want to dive deeper into the scripture. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why I include in all of my books hundreds upon hundreds of footnotes and additional study notes in the back of the book. I encourage you to check those things out. Uh, it's not just scripture references, but it's also further research and a further commentary on what I've said uh, in the book. So all that to say is that I understand how important it is to get your hands on some solid meat of the truth. In fact, as a late teenager, I, I got my hands on a book called Knowing God by J.I. Packer, and it absolutely rocked my world because it introduced me to things about God that, quite frankly, I wasn't getting in church, okay? I had a good church, and the pastor preached the word, and I was going to Bible studies throughout the week and having my own Bible studies and that type of thing. But, but I tell you, I read this book called Knowing God, and it really changed my life. Uh, because of the depths of which this man took his readers. Uh, J.L. Packer is an incredible man. I actually had the, the wonderful opportunity to have dinner with him, private dinner with him once, and it was uh, very, very enlightening. Anyway, all that to say is that I understand the impact of that. And, and then in my journey, people always say, well, Jeff, how in the world did you get into writing? And, you know, the quick answer is I was a youth pastor. I would graduated from Dallas Theological Seminary with a Master of Theology degree. And I'm, I'm sent to, uh, to this church, and I'm teaching teenagers I'm teaching 13 year old boys and 16 year old girls and I'm like man and I want to reach them where they are and so I went to the Christian bookstore and I started looking around for solid materials for teenagers I couldn't find anything in fact the things I found were either too boring or too elementary and so I just said well hey I'll just write my own stuff so I started writing my own Bible studies every single week I was at that church for 10 years writing Bible studies and eventually some of those series those hundreds and hundreds of of studies that I did there uh, with those kids turned into my first uh, three books. Uh, I'm looking at framed copies of them right now. No Turning Back, Never the Same, and Done Deal. Uh, those were books that uh, really launched my writing career. But I write books so that you can go deep with God and live stronger for Him, so that you can engage God and His vintage truth. And these books that I've written on God's prophetic word in the Scripture are, are some of the most timely things I've ever written in my life. And this latest book, Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy, I am so excited about this book. Let me tell you why. Two, two main reasons. Number one, for someone, if you're listening and you're like, okay, Jeff, I've read a lot of books on prophecy. I've even read your books, Wake the Bride, Days of Noah, Coming Apostasy, End of America, you know, whatever. If you've read those books, great. This book is going to be different. It is different. And I'll tell you why for you. is because it engages a different platform or a different aspect of the prophecy world. It takes the person, the Christian, who is studying God's word, and it takes you to a place where you can begin to see things that you've never seen before. Now, I'm not, this is not a book about, let's identify, you know, Iran and Russia and all these different, you know, countries and, and where they are in today. This is a book to help you understand some of the things about Bible prophecy that a lot of people don't ever talk about. So if you are used to this type of thing, you're going to get even more meat in this book. The second reason that I'm so excited about this book is that it is a great tool for those who are beginning uh, to study about God's prophecies, about the, the Bible prophecy. And so it's a great entry point. 
you know, sometimes, you know, when you think about some of these books on prophecy, it's sort of a taking a dive into the deep end of the pool and you've never been there before. Well, this one sort of helps you wade into it as well. And the reason it does that is because of my style of writing and just, you know, for whatever reason, my God-given ability to communicate with people. And so I want to walk you through just a little bit of the table of contents of this book. And, uh, and then I'm going to ask you to do me a favor at the end of this podcast, okay? A very, very special favor. So listen up. But let's get into this thing. I, I begin in the introduction and in talking about why even study Bible prophecy? Because today there are many, many reasons why people don't study prophecy. They don't care about it. They have no reason to look into it. And yet it's 28% of the Bible. So it's, it's almost a third of the entire word of God is God's prophetic word. And there are hundreds of prophecies that have yet to be fulfilled. Don't you know what some of them, don't you want to know what some of them are? And so why study Bible prophecy? And I talk about uh, in just in that introduction, uh, s- some of the, um, the quick little benefits that we get and, and how really, to be honest, when you are a disciple of Jesus, that word disciple is a great word, mathetes, and it just simply means a learner. Well, if you're a true disciple, you're a true learner, and a true learner always wants to be learning. I was sharing with someone this past week, and I was speaking at a prophecy conference in New Jersey, and I was sharing with the pastor there. I said, you know, I've studied God's Word over and over again in passages, and I even told my wife this as well. You know, I've underlined things. I've marked up things. I've, I've preached passages. I'm still learning. Every time I go to a passage, I'm going, oh, that's the same old truth, you know. Eh, just dig out an old message on, you know, Matthew 11 or Revelation 3, whatever. No, I never do that. I always study it afresh and anew, and I always gain new insight. Now, the interpretation obviously remains the same, but there's so much insight, you know, word studies and things that I've never seen before. Well, if you're a Christian, if you're a disciple, then you want to continue to be learning. This book will help you learn some new things. And then I move on to talking about understanding the nature of divine prophecy. Why does God give us prophecy? Why did he choose a, for almost a third of the Bible to be prophetic. That's number one. And two, why did God choose to make the last book of his written revelation, his divine revelation of mankind, the last book of the Bible to be a book about prophecy? Why? Why, God? Why didn't you just stop and just say, now, everybody, y'all love one another now because love is and love does and love will be. You know, I am love. You know, I'm, I'm the loving God. So just love everybody. Why, didn't God, why isn't that our message? Why isn't that the, the last message of the Bible? Well, God obviously had something important to tell us. You know, if, if, you're, if you're getting ready to say goodbye to someone and they're leaving you for a long time, which in essence, that's in terms of, of written revelation from God, it ended with, with the book of Revelation. So if you're going to say the last thing you're ever going to say until you come back again to this planet, then don't you think it's going to be something pretty important? He's not going to just say, yeah, a couple of a couple added things on the end here, the leftover comments I wanted to say to you guys early on, but I'll just throw them in at the end of the book. No, <laughs> the Bible actually crescendos, you know? I mean, the Bible actually peaks. It doesn't like peak and go down at Revelation. It actually hits its peak at Revelation, because it's the crescendo, it's the climax of all of human history. And it takes the cross, which is the most important thing that ever happened in human history, and the resurrection, and it shows its ultimate significance to us in the end. 
So anyway, I talk about all the, the, the nature and the essence of prophecy and the, what's the divine purpose of it. And then I, I give you six, uh, the next chapter, six biggest mistakes that people make when they start engaging Bible prophecy. Because there are massive mistakes being made today uh, in the Christian world. And some of them are being made by some of the most popular Christian speakers and authors. And so I'll show you in that chapter, what are the six big mistakes? And then I talk about a chapter that's very, very close to my heart. It's a chapter on developing biblical discernment. You say, Jeff, why, why is biblical discernment a part of a book on Bible prophecy? Well, because First, Chronic, First Chronicles 12.32 says, it talks about the sons of Issachar, who were men who understood the times in order to tell Israel what they should do. In other words, Men who could look at the times, discern the times, and then say, okay, now this is the direction we should go. This is how we should live. Well, we desperately need biblical discernment in the body of Christ. The body of Christ today is like a child reaching for anything to stuff into its mouth. It has no discretion. It has no discernment. It has no way of telling whether or not they're getting full truth, half truth, no truth, whatever. And developing biblical discernment is perhaps the greatest need in the entire body of Christ today. And I have a whole chapter on how you can do it. And then I talk about how to spot how to spot counterfeit truth. In other words, I call it fake news and false prophets. I just finished a series of podcasts on that. But I have even more information about that in the book. And then cracking the Bible code. Here, here What are the principles? What are the proven principles of prophetic interpretation? In other words, when you see a prophecy in Revelation, how are you supposed to know whether or not that prophecy is has been fulfilled, uh, will be fulfilled, um, is partially fulfilled? Is it symbolic? Is it literal? Is it figurative? I mean, what is it? Is it a, just a word picture? I mean, how do you are you supposed to know these things? So I give you some proven, historically proven prophecy and Bible interpretation. Uh, principles there for you. And then we talk about, uh, in chapter six, I talk about exploring Christians, uh, the scriptures, unfulfilled prophecies. In other words, oh, wait, you mean there are prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled that are on the horizon? Yep, sure are. And uh, some of them we can actually see being in formation right now. Did you know that? Did you know some prophecies in the Bible are actually not fulfilled, but we can actually see the beginning formation? It's almost like a baby in the womb is developing. Yeah, you know what it is already, but it's not born yet. You know, and that's the way a lot of prophecies are. And then I talk about uh, how do we how do we understand what are the, the major views on prophecy today? Because one of the reasons why you don't hear people talk about prophecy or, or pastors preach on it is because there's the diversity of opinion and of interpretations about end times prophecy. And so I go through each of those views and explain to you what each of them mean. You know, you've heard things like post-trib, pre-trib you know, post-millennial, pre-millennial, all those kind of things. I explain some of those difficult terms. And so I examine those major views on prophecy and give a little bit of clarity on it and find out really what are we all in consistent consensus about as well. And then a really cool chapter that I haven't seen much people talk about is a chapter called Investigating Prophecy Apologetics, End Times Evidence for Skeptical Minds. And I talk in there about the fact that, that Bible prophecy is really a convincing apologetic to today's generation because of the times in which we live. Now, in, in previous you know, generations, in previous centuries, maybe not so much, but right now, because we're seeing so much happen in our world today, 
these prophecies are a true apologetic. And so I give you an entire chapter on how you can do that, how you can know that. And then the last two chapters really end with a knockout punch. Chapter 9 is building up the body of Christ, the Barnabas principle of prophecy. Whoa, wait a minute. You mean, you mean God wrote prophecy so that we, the body of Christ could be built up? Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's uh, some verses in there that command us in light of unfulfilled prophecy and prophecy that we see on the horizon, in light of that, that we have to dial up our encouragement in these last days. Whoa. I don't know if I see that in churches a lot. I see, I see people socially networking in churches, and I even see small groups and homes, and that kind of thing. But when we gather, is there real encouragement going on? I mean, are we building each other up because of Bible prophecy? There's a command in Scripture to do that. Then the very last chapter is preparing for Jesus' return, how to possess a certain hope and a pure heart. You know, the Bible says that we are the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. And because of that, there's coming a wedding day, and there is coming back a bridegroom to snatch his bride away. And part of the secrets of Bible prophecy is to understand, hey, how do we prepare for that wedding day. And so there's so many things, much, much, much more in this book. It's just a small book, but it's, you know, I don't know, 180, 190 pages, something like that. Uh, but it's just chock full of just great biblical truth in an easy to read format. Now, here's what I want you to do for me. I want every person listening to the sound of my voice to just do one thing, okay? Just one thing. Well, okay, maybe two things. <laughs> but here's the first thing. Just pray. Would you just pray for this book? Pray that God would take this little book and put it into the hands of every person who needs to hear the message, who needs to read the message. And just pray that that if you uh, would be interested in reading this book, I believe this book will help change your life. There's so much value in this book for the average Christian. So would you just pray about that? Pray that God would use this book in other people's lives and perhaps even in your own life. And there's a second thing. Buy yourself a copy. Buy yourself and a friend a copy and do it in the next week. Do it in the next week and just go ahead and get it out of the way and do it. Have it delivered to you. You can order it on my website if you want to do that too. But, but go to Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books and buy the book. And when you get the book, I'd love for you to um, take a picture of yourself with the book and post it on social media and tag, tag me and that kind of thing. I'd love to just see how God is using this little book in people's lives. You know, we're living in perilous times, but they're also very exciting times. And there are times when Christians have to walk through the maze of this world and discover how do we get to the center point? How do we center our lives in Jesus Christ? And so as we engage books like this, it really does help us dive into the truths that matter in these end times and to not just focus in on some of the fluff and things that are going on in the Christian world today, uh, but to face the truth and to truly make this the finest hour of the bride of Christ. I am so excited about what God's going to do this uh, through this little book, and I don't want you to be in the dark. I don't want you to remain confused and wonder and just have curiosities about God's prophecies in the Bible. I want you to know that you can know for sure what's in store for the future. And you can know with confidence what God has revealed about the last days. And more importantly, so that you can have his provision and experience 
victory in him. Don't you want that? Don't you want a closer relationship with Jesus Christ and to, and to conquer in his name? In fact, to be more than conquerors through him who loved us, right? All right, Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy. Go order it right now. I challenge you. God bless you guys. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.